Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with our listeners again today to have this opportunity to come together and open up God's Word and study a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So being in God's Word on a regular basis is crucial to the strength and development and growing stronger of our faith. It also helps keep us focused on a relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation. So we really are, or it really is important that we come together each day here on Search the Scriptures and dig a little bit deeper in God's Word. We encourage you to help others in your life. And you know some people, no doubt about it, who need to turn their lives around from a spiritual perspective. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their soul's salvation. So tell them about the program, search the scriptures, encourage them to listen on a daily basis. And we know that there are people who are not able to tune in at the prescribed times that the program is aired each day, Monday through Friday, even though we're on several times a day. But tell them about our website, Church of Christ. Christ.com, churchofchrist.com. And they can click on the podcast button and sign up for a podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. And when you, when you sign up to our podcasting, you'll automatically receive to your smartphone or computer or whatever smart device you choose this radio program every day, Monday through Friday. Search the scriptures. It'll be there automatically. And then you can listen at your convenience. Now, but you'll receive a whole lot more Bible teaching that can be of such benefit to you and help you again grow stronger and stronger in your faith and closer to clo- and closer to God. You'll receive a Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons. And I think what is a great, great uh, format, a Monday, th- I'm, I'm sorry, a seven day a week, sun, uh, Monday through Sunday, short study, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and we call that today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to your smart device. It will always be there, and it will always be free. So tell everybody you can. Take advantage of it yourself if you have not yet done so. Now, if you're already receiving the program through your podcast, then share it with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them and for you. Now, if you're in the Omaha area and you're able, come and visit with us, check us out, get to know us, let us get to know you, worship God with us, study with us, grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street. 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together at 6 o'clock for another period of worship and Bible study. And on Wednesday evenings, we come together 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. You're welcome to any and all of these services, and we hope to meet you soon. We're going to get back into our study, and we've been going through this in three sections, actually. The first couple of sections, we were emphasizing, don't let the devil win in your life. The devil's going to be there. He is like that roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. But Peter, in the next verse, said, resist him steadfast in the faith. 
We've talked about how James wrote in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, your sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so James tells us, come to God. Peter says, stay, stay steadfast in your faith. Live by God's word, always. And James says, submit to God, resist the devil, the devil will flee from you. And you, come, you, you resist him effectively and victoriously by coming near to God, walking with God. And when you're walking with God, as we've emphasized, there's no place for the devil in your life. So you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. You walk with God, faithful obedience consistently, God will walk with you consistently. You hold on to God's hand, he'll never let go of yours. And so all of these statements of re- are, are statements of reality, and they should be statements that encourage you to really focus your life in the direction of godliness, faithfulness to him through obedience, and on a consistent and ongoing basis, day in and day out. In this last section, we have been emphasizing a more positive uh, statement to this series. Again, the first couple of sections, don't let the devil win. He's always going to be there. He's always going to be trying to always be be trying to work on you. He's always going to be trying to hammer away at your weak spots. He's going to throw temptation after temptation at you. He's even going to use other people to tempt you into sin and away from God. But don't let him win. In this particular closing section of this study, and this has been over quite a number of days now, in fact, several weeks, we're saying more positively, you can beat the devil. You can beat the devil. You're going to be confronted with all kinds of challenges and trying situations in life. We've talked about those. Sickness and injuries, all of the pain that goes therewith, strained relationships, even many people face divorce in their marriages. Maybe, though, strained relationships between siblings or between parents and children or between friends or work associates, but all kinds. Crumbling homes is such a reality in our country right now. And then there's financial hardships. Seems like one financial hardship is just around the corner from a time that where everything seems to be going just great. Unemployment, people all of a sudden losing their jobs or getting laid off, unexpected bills that come up, and then unexpected expenses goes along with that. But then there's also where we're visited, we're impacted by the death of a family member or a loved one in some kind of other relationship. All of those situations are realities of living in this physical life, in this physical world, and they can be challenging to our faith and our faithfulness and our reliance on and trusting in God in and of themselves. But the devil knows how to use those to try to get into our heads and really accentuate them, so to speak, so to speak, their impact. Really use those to try to lead us away from God and into sin. So the devil's always working on us. But but the point we're making, you don't have to give in to his temptations. You don't have to give in to all of his wiles and ways, all of his schemings. You don't have to give in. You can make up your mind. 
You can beat the devil, not by yourself, by your own power, in and of yourself, on your own, but with God's blessings, with God's strength, with God's help, with God's power. You can beat the devil. Well, the devil is real. We've talked about that. There's no question about it. And unfortunately, it seems like, well, in fact, the scriptures tell us that this world is largely under his sway and influence. First John chapter 5 in verse 19. Now, we can understand that just by looking around us. We can see the evidence all around us. And unfortunately, Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19 tells us that many people are following his lead. They are succumbing to his temptations. They are, <laughs> they are basically walking along with him. Now, we've also been making the point that it's an either-or proposition. There's no middle ground between walking with God or walking with the devil. It's either-or, one or the other, and you have to make up your mind. When we looked in 1 John chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, we read this, Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, and the sense there, I think, is does not continue to live in sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, cannot continue to live in a sinful lifestyle because he has been born of God. Transformed, in other words, Romans chapter, uh, chapter 8 and verse, uh, chapter 12 and verse 2, and made new, a new creation spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, born again, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness, John writes, is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So again, there's a clear distinction between the two lifestyles, the two pathways through life. You are either right now walking with God, and that's not just going to be a reality or be the truth of the matter by your shouting out, I am walking with God. I love God. I've got faith in God. You've got to live the lifestyle. It's not just talking the talk. It's walking the walk. You've got to be walking with God in faithful obedience. The only other alternative is you're walking with the devil, and thereby you're walking away from God. If you're living in a sinful lifestyle, if you're just continually living in sin, you're walking with the devil. You're not walking with God. Now, remember what James said again, James 4 and verse 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, James chapter 4, verse 7, verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. But you cannot draw near to God without giving up sin in your life. And so James goes on in that same verse and says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. So you've got to make up your mind. Which way is it going to be for you? True love for God will guide you to live by his teachings. In John chapter 8, John chapter 8 and verse 47, we read this, Jesus speaking here. Notice, he says, he who is of God hears God's words 
Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Well, we could also say because you're not living by God's word, by his teachings, in faithful, consistent obedience on a daily basis, then you're not of God. You're not walking with God. And that's basically the same sense of what James was talking about in James 4, verses 7 and 8. And what we read in John, uh, rather in 1 John, chapter 3, and verses 7 through 10, just a few moments ago. It's either or. And being faithful to God and having saving faith in God and in Christ means you are going to live obediently by their word, by their teachings communicated to us through the scriptures, through the Bible, on a daily, consistent basis. There's no other way around that. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said it again in verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And then he said it again in verse 23. In verse 23, he said, let me turn back over there. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And then he put it in reverse perspective in verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And so, again, you have to make up your mind. You can beat the devil. You don't have to let the devil win in your life. Remember what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. God will not allow you to be tempted by a temptation that is so overwhelming, so overpowering, that you can't say no to the temptation. He said, Paul wrote, there, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. And then he says in the middle of that verse, but God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will make the way of escape that you be, may be able to bear it. God will be there for you as long as you are truly there with him. When we turn back to 1 John, we look at chapter 2 and verse 5. And here again, what does John say along this line? Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this, we know that we are in him. You see, a daily life of consistent obedience to God's teachings, that is the life of faithfulness. A whole lot of people, they want to believe that they have faith in God, that they are walking with God, but they don't want to have to live by his teachings. That simply will not work. That is a self-contradiction of the whole principle. If you are truly walking with God, you're going to be living by his word. You're going to be obedient to his teachings on a consistent basis. It's not just a matter, again, of, of, of shouting out and saying, I love God. I have so much faith in God. I have such a great relationship with God. And then you're living in sin all the time. No, that, that's, that's self-contradiction. Now, the devil is skillful in hoodwinking you into thinking that that makes sense, but it's absolutely absurd on the face of it. Faithfulness to God is living by his teachings, 
living by his guidance through his word every day on a consistent basis. Now, there's a difference in making a mistake here and there, stubbing your toe, so to speak, as I, as I call it, and committing a sin, then recognizing it and repenting of it, seeking God's forgiveness in prayer, and then getting back on the right track. That's, we're going we're gonna to deal with those. We're human. We're weak. We're fallible. We're going to make those kinds of mistakes. But that's, that's messing up here and there, now and then, once in a while, and getting back on track. The other reality is a person who simply is not walking by God's word at all. They're living a lifestyle of sinfulness of one kind or another. And again, all we have to do is just take a casual look around us and we see that reality all around us, everywhere. And it's not just in this world, in this country, but it's all around the world but we really can see its prevalence right here in our country where we live. So true love for God will guide you to live by his teachings consistently and faithfully on an ongoing basis. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27, Paul said, nor give place to the devil. Now what the sense of that is, don't give the devil any room in your life. A lot of times we, we tend to be tempted by kind of toeing the line. How far can I get close to a sin without actually committing it? Don't, don't toe that line. Stay as far away from the line as you can. It's dangerous when you get close to that line. Don't play with sin. Don't dabble in sin. Stay away from it as much as you can. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22, Paul wrote, abstain from every form of evil. I've said many times in teaching and preaching, my, my dad taught me, and I don't know how many times he told me this as I was a young boy growing up, and he was telling me what he, what his, what he said his daddy told him, never be any place where you'd be ashamed to be found dead. You know, that's a really good principle of truth, a really good rule of thumb. Don't allow yourself to be in a place, in a situation, in an environment where you'd be ashamed to be found dead. I taught my boys that same principle as they were growing up. And so here Paul says, abstain not just from the evil act itself, abstain from every form of evil. Or another translation says, all appearance of evil. There are places that we need to stay away from because it's simply a reality that those are places where evil is being taken place, uh, is, is taking place in. People are living sinful lifestyles in those areas, those environments, those places those parties a lot of times. We just need to stay away from the appearance of evil. And then <laughs> we're not going to have to be confronted as forthrightly by the temptation to commit a sin in that particular area or situation or environment ourselves. We just stay away from it. What does an alcoholic do when he's recovering from his addiction and he's in a grocery store? He needs to stay away from the liquor aisle. 
He needs to stay away from that part of the grocery store. Walk around it. Don't put himself in that environment of, of, of really strong temptation. Stay away from it. The idea again, abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. Just stay away from it altogether. The old story about the bus drivers who were being interviewed to drive a school bus in a particular part of the country in some school system, and different ones were interviewed, and they said, now, how close? You're driving along the road, the highway, and there's a cliff, a fall-off right there. How close can you get to that yellow line that marks the edge of the road without going over it? And one would say, well, I think I can get within a foot of it. Another one would say, I can get within six inches of it, I believe. When they came to one particular driver who was interviewed for the position, he said, I don't know how close. I'm going to stay as far away from it as I can. And you can understand, he got the job. You don't want to get as close as you can to sin and put yourself into that tempting environment unnecessarily. Stay away from it altogether. Now, that would mean also that you're going to stay away from some kinds of relationships with other people because they are living in sin. But again, you've got to make up your mind. You can beat the devil, but you have to be focused in that challenge, and you have to be diligent. In Ephesians chapter 6, and we look at verse 10, The Apostle Paul said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In verse 12, he said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The devil's not a human being, although he'll use human beings to try to tempt us. But he is is spirit himself. He lives in the spiritual realm. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Now, the message of that, you can beat the devil. God has provided a a whole suit of spiritual armor for you. And if you'll wear that armor every day, all day long, you'll beat the devil. You'll beat the devil. And God will give you the victory. We'll come to the end of this particular study next time. Let's pray now. Father, help us to always be on guard against the wiles and ways and schemings of the devil. Please be there with us. Hold on to our hand and guide us to hold on to yours always and strengthen us, Father. Give us the wisdom and foresight to see where danger lurks and to stay away from it altogether. Bless us, Father, with the victory. Assure us that with your help and your power, we can beat the devil. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.